All right, what's going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Dean Pena's already on top of it before I could even talk. So uh, today is an exciting day because we're going to be talking about creating content. And this is going to be a highly interactive and engaged session. So be prepared to put things into the chat and answer certain things that I'm going to be putting in here. And also as well, as I go throughout this content, if you do have questions, please put them in the Q&A. It's just, it's easier to engage when it's in the Q&A. Like that's just part of it. But again, that, that's a, that's a cornerstone. So anyways, as you all already see, if you're coming into this session, please comment and, and say, Hey, like, where are you tuning in from? Where are you at? We'll give it a minute here as people come into, into the session so we can get started, but let us know where you're tuning in from and yeah, then we'll get into it. But you know, we got we got a lot of uh, good things that we're going to be talking about today. I'm excited. This is information that I, I've said this before, but and I think a lot of people say this, but like I actually have not taught, I've not presented on this information for us. So y'all getting y'all are getting some like hidden nuggets here. All right, <laughs> like y'all get some hidden nuggets. I spent some time in the past couple of weeks to create this for you all, so you're gonna get the the sauce here. And uh, again, we're just gonna keep this highly interactive. Any questions that you have, I will answer while we're here. I'm really excited about this content as well. Also, as well, before we start this off, uh, we're going to have a poll that will be coming up here. And it's going to ask you, all, like, what are y'all thinking about when it comes to content, right? I just want to see, like, where is everybody at with this? Are you currently creating content for your own personal profile? And it's okay. It's okay if it's no, right? We just, we just want to see, right, where everyone's at. So... Okay, cool. We're seeing the results here live. All right. We're seeing him here live. So this is pretty cool. Let's let's keep it flowing for a little bit. I'll leave it up and then we'll we'll talk to it. So it looks like we have yes, I enjoy. We absolutely love that. Right. We have I want to improve. That's great. Some people are not interested. This is interesting. I'm interested. Why, why are you here if you're not interested? <laughs> I would actually love to understand that. Or maybe you're just looking to be convinced to be interested. That's interesting to me. Okay. No, but I want to start. All right. So that's obviously the majority of people. Now, for the people that want to you know, get started, what is the reason that you have not been starting? And for the people that are doing it and enjoying it or want to improve, what have you enjoyed about it so far? So in the comments, I want to hear in the chat, number one, it's like, hey, I'm interested in doing this, but like, I don't really know uh, what how to start or maybe something. I don't know. Just let us know why you haven't started yet and why you're not creating content. It could be literally anything. You're afraid, overwhelmed, et cetera. And for those of you who are creating content, let us know why you've been enjoying it and what's going on. So think about that question, put it in the chat. I want to see the feedback so I can speak to people in more context. But I'm just going to go over quickly my background and we'll just get into the slides here. So I've been creating content for the past six years on LinkedIn. Uh, I create a lot of content on sales development, sales across the board. When I started creating content, I was just like maybe most of you in here. I was an SDR and I created it while I was in my role. I did it when I was an SDR manager, I did it in my role. And also when I was a full-time sales trainer, I also did it as well. So uh, we know, I see Tom here talking about credibility. Look, I did it when I was an SDR back in 2016. And I was one of, I was the first rep to ever post content consistently, like way, way back. So, and I was five months five months into my SDR role. And it was my first full-time job out of college. So when people are, Hey, I don't know where to start. Like this is the place to be because I did it with 
no, really next to no real sales experience, but I was able to create the content and make it relatable. And I'm going to show you all how to do that and keep this quick, concise and not be overwhelmed. And I think that's why everyone's here. So let's just get into it. Enough about me. So let's talk about the first part is why should a rep put out content? Why should you do it in the first place? Right. And when most people think about content, they're like, oh, I need to like, again, you might be intimidated by the setup, right? I got the mic. I got like the lights in the background, right? I got the camera. You're like, whoa, I don't, do I have to get all this stuff? No. The reason that you want to create content as a rep is because you want to have that extra edge to cut through the noise. Most of you probably have noticed already, and the data even shows this, that email responses are not as high as they used to be, right? Cold calling can be impactful, but again, that is, could be hit or miss depending on your connect rates. And then also as well, LinkedIn messages can also be there, but still sometimes you may not hit the numbers that you used to back in the past. This is just data, right? There's still obviously tools that can get you better. At the same time, the data is telling us that from an outbound perspective, things are changing. Okay, well, if we know that, then as a rep, it doesn't matter if you're going after IT, cybersecurity, HR, marketing, and sales. Marketing and sales are the obvious ones because there's most content that's being put out on LinkedIn. But you're putting content out there as a way to get inbound, but also to establish credibility within your network. That's the key here. You're going to be able to stand out as a rep if you are doing outbound and you're also posting content. It allows for you to put yourself out there more. Um, I recently just talked to someone who's taken this framework that I'm about to walk you through, he goes after people that are in the enterprise financial space. So the Bank of America is the capital ones of the world, right? I mean, you can't get any more <laughs> buttoned up than that. And he's posting content on a consistent basis. And he's getting these people that are C-suites to reach out to him based on the content that he's posting. So I tell you this as in when most people think about creating content, they're like, well, okay, this is more so about I have to be the expert or I have to be the, the guru, right? And you don't actually have to do that. I'm going to show you how to do this and you could just be starting out and it makes it very easy. You can still learn and you can still be successful. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's why this is helpful. As we move on in the future, a lot of content is, is the future and it's how people absorb information. So if you're able to do outbound really well and you can create content too, you're only going to expand your pipeline. That's why a rep should be putting out content. Now, again, not every single person is going to do this. That's why there's critical ways on how to be successful. So let's get into it. Understanding being a creator versus a curator. Now, I want you all to write this down. This is actually going to be the most important thing that I will say today because it will change your mindset around creating content. So most people, when they say, hey, go create content, you think you need to go be a creator. So, okay, I got to go get a podcast. I got to go get a YouTube channel. I got to do videos. Like does it, when you think of creator, do y'all think the same way? Just put a one in the chat. Like when you think creator, you have to like go get all this, this tools. Like you got to go get like a camera, a YouTube show, a podcast. I got to go like create this crazy algorithm thing. Like, is, is that what everybody thinks about? Like put a one, if you're like, that's what you think about. And that's why it's overwhelming to you. You feel like you got to get all this equipment. You got to get really souped up, right? You got to really get involved. Mr. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. BC. He's killing it. Like, so one, like most people, that's what they think. Like, okay, I got to go create content. I got to go do all these things. So here's the thing. You don't need to do that at all. Now, again, I have this set up because of what I do, but I don't, 
I don't think most people might not want to get to the level of content that I create, which is fine. We're just really trying to help you all get to the level of content that allows you to be consistent. So I don't want you to think about being a creator. Now, you can think about it that way, but I don't want you to think about it because it's going to overwhelm you. I want you to think about being a curator. I want you all to think of this one. I want you to think about it be a curator. Now, some of you may be asking, okay, what the heck is a curator? So a curator is someone who is taking, let's say, a podcast, a blog post, someone's posts, and provides their own feedback. So let, let me give you an example. Let's say that you're going after IT CIOs. And there is a CIO blog, and they post something every other day. What I would do as a rep is you can become a subject matter person, right? You can become, you can have some type of knowledge there without having to spend, you know, 20, 50 years in this field. You can read about it or you can read it and then give your feedback. So what I would do is if I was going to CIOs, I would go find a blog that's consistent. I don't know which one it is, but let's just, I'm going to use this example. And every week, I would pick maybe Monday morning and I would read through like three blogs. So then my post for the week, right? Let's just say once a week. I'm not asking for a whole lot. Once a week, I post, hey, I, re I read this blog post on CIOs and here are the three things I learned. One, two, three. If you, let's take a step further. Let's say someone wrote that blog post that's another CIO. You can tag that CIO and say, hey, like, what's your take on this? Do you all see what I'm doing here? Notice how that didn't take a whole lot of, I didn't have to get a video team. I didn't have to get an editing team. I didn't have to do a whole lot. Your goal as a sales rep is to what? Is to understand your industry and your market. The, the more that you can understand your buyer and industry, the easier it will be for you to sell. Do we all agree with that? Just put a two if you agree with me. If you, under, if you study the buyer and you study the industry, it will be easier for you to sell. Just put a two if you if you agree with me. And if you don't, like, maybe maybe it's new. Maybe you're like, oh, more than I didn't, I didn't think about the way. So, so everyone's agreeing with me. So the thing is, you already have to do that. So what I'm now giving you is how you're creating your content, right? So Lucas, I'll, 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 I got you. I'm going to go over it again. So uh, CIO, right? CIO blog. I don't know. We'll just call it the, the CIO blog. <laughs> we'll just call it that. I can't think of a creative name. We'll just call it the CIO blog. So Monday morning, let's say 8 a.m., instead of doing maybe like watching some cat video on YouTube, I decide I'm going to read 30, 30 to 45 minutes of this, these blogs. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absorb the blog. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Pick three things from the blog. And so what I'm going to do is say, hey, these are three things that I learned from this blog. And so you're going to post, be like, Hey, I mean, you could write it however you want, but say, hey, recently I read this blog on Monday and then here are three things that, you know, I, I got out of it, right? And then you list it, one, two, three, and then you tag whoever wrote the post, right? This will allow for engagement. Now, I'm going to give you all a hidden tip here that most people don't know. When you tag someone in a post and they like and comment, it will amplify to their network. Why is that important? If I tag a CIO, and I read their work, which most people do not do this, by the way, y'all. Like most people are not doing this. This is why people are going to respond. A CIO is going to be like, wow, someone actually read my work, right? People like to hear about themselves and the work that they've done. 
So they're going to like and comment. Now, they may even send you a connection request, and now you're connected to a CIO. But when they like and comment, it will go to other CIOs. And so other CIOs are going to be like, oh, wow, this, this person had a really good, well-thought-out, curated piece. I might want to connect with this person. What are they selling? What are they about, right? So now you're building a network of CIOs by literally spending 45 minutes every Monday reading. Now, that's very simple, but obviously over time, right, that's going to take you like, you're going to be like, oh, like, I might be overwhelmed. No, all I'm asking for is 45 minutes, right? That's the key. So that's the way that you have to be a curator. You can do this with blogs. You can do this with podcasts. Maybe some of you listen to 30 Minutes of Presence Club. It's one of the really elite podcasts out here, sales podcasts. I would listen to that, find someone I'm looking to go after, right? And then I would pick out three things I talked about. Uh, if you follow me, you'll actually start seeing this, uh, Lucas, it's called 30 minutes to presence club, really good podcast, Nick and Armand, good people. Another thing that I'm going to start doing, y'all just see this, uh, David Gerhardt has a podcast called exit five. It's talks about marketing and things of that nature. And like, he basically was a CMO. So he gets other CMOs and they talk about it. So one thing that I'm going into, I went off on my own is I'm going more into content marketing and B2B influencer marketing. So I'm going to start listening to these podcasts. And I'm going to do the same thing I'm telling you all right now. Like everything I'm telling you is what I'm going to do. Like you'll, you will see in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to take three tips, right? And I'm going to post it. I'm going to tag the person who was on the podcast and I'm going to build community that way. I'm going to build engagement that way with a new audience that I'm looking to get after. You all will see it in real time. I'm telling you exactly what I'm going to do. This is, this is my blueprint. <laughs> I'm not, I would never tell you something I would not do or have not done. So that right there is how you be a curator instead of a creator. So you don't have to get all this kit. All you have to do is do that creation piece that I talked about. Now, in a, in a critical reading tips, I think you're talking about when you're reading the blog. Really, I just look at things that are tangible and tactical. That's just the way I go about it. And if you want to get further, like I taught myself how to speed read. You don't have to do that. But really, I'm just looking for tangible and tactical things that I can speak to that are easy for the audience to consume. Uh, so that's the way that I go about my reading. And then I look for things that are words that will stand out to my audience as well. So that's just the way that I read. I think everyone's different. I can't really give you more than that, but that's just the way that I think about critical reading. Uh, if anyone has any more tips, they can, they can dive into it. Okay. So I've talked a lot about being a curator. Y'all want to get tactical though. So let's just get to the next point here. So if we can enlarge this profile here so we so the audience can see right here what's going on. But by the way, let's pause. I just want to make sure. Did that curator breakdown and creator breakdown, was that helpful? Did that like change y'all's mindset around content? Because I just need to understand that before I go, before I go into the next point. I just I just want to make sure that like it helped everyone that put like a two and the one. Like, did it like change your mindset on how to create content? Like, did it make it a lot easier maybe to like think about this because this can be very overwhelming when i first started creating content i was like i had no idea what i was doing but the curator piece really helped me understand how to create content as a rep and not be overwhelmed because i did this all as well as an SDR, still making cold calls like 100 cold calls a day 100 emails a day like i was doing the content as well but when i understood the curator piece it changes so i just want to see the feedback and make sure this is helpful before i go into this profile okay so everyone seems like they're good so let's go into this next part, which is, um, it is being recorded by the way. So the next thing that we're gonna talk about is setting up to become a creator, or again, we said curator, but it's called creator mode. So that's why I put that here. So let's just talk about a couple things that are here. 
first of all is your headline. Y'all, this is absolutely important. If you are a sales rep, if you are a sales leader on this call today and you are going to give this input or these feedback back to your team, I, I need y'all to do something for me. If you have account executive sales development rep in your headline, I need you to take it out of your headline. All right. And, and if I'm calling you out, don't feel attacked. This is something I had to change. Don't feel attacked. Everyone goes through this. But if you have sales development rep at that, does it does absolutely nothing for you. I want you all to think about this as a buyer. I really want y'all to think about this. You buyers get like what sale, like 50, 100 connection requests a day, probably more. Probably a large majority of them say account executive at or sales development at. How does that make you stand out? I want you to really think about this. Like that doesn't help you at all. Okay, cool. And SDR is hitting me up again. And AE is hitting me up again. They're going to roll their eyes. They're going to move on. This is feedback from people. I've even asked this to people that are executives, this feedback. And they told me, yeah, like if I just see SDR at like the chance of me uh, accepting is low. David, BDR, SDR, XDR, TDR, <laughs> whatever it is, it's not, it's not going to be helpful, right? So this is in the headline, by the way, not your job title. This is your headline. Sales managers, the same. So let's, let's dive into it because that is a general thing. That doesn't really make you stand out. It doesn't make you unique in any way because everyone has that title. So how do you make this stand out, right, Morgan? What do I do here? So my example is a little bit different because right now I'm building a company. So I'm letting people know like what I'm building, but you need to give people a precursor of like what you're about. So you might be like, Hey, I'm helping B2B sellers trying help, helping B2B sellers prospect better. Or some people I've seen is like, want to book more meetings or struggling with your cold calling or struggling with breaches, I'm just giving y'all examples. But the easiest way to think about this is, let's go back to the buyer. What are your buyer's problems? And then how do you solve that? And then you need to put that in your headline, right? Mitigating risk for the cybersecurity space. You could probably get more granular than that because I'm not in this space, but you see where I'm going with this and hopefully this is helpful and we can pull up more examples if we need to. But the whole thing is that like your headline should not say I'm an SDR, should not say you're AER or a sales manager. It should talk about what you are doing as a sales manager. So how wh who are you looking to hire, right? What space are you looking to hire in, right? You could be like looking to hire elite talent that are focused on and maybe your three values that you're looking to hire. See, the more granular and centered you can be, the more you're going to get the right people in the room. And your connection requests acceptance will be higher and your profile views will be higher. I worked with a client on this before. Um, maybe it was about, it was a couple months ago. And I was like, change your headline, make it more targeted. So he saw what? It was like two fifty-five percent increase in profile views and like a 20% increase in connection acceptance rate. This little detail is a lot. Some of y'all may be like, oh, like this doesn't really matter. It does matter. So your headline is like, what are people seeing? Your profile picture needs to be on point, but... I'm not an aesthetic person and a design person, so I can't help you there. But I can help you with your headline. Change it to what problems are you solving? And then how do you solve that? That's the key. So my one before when I was full-time sales training was helping, be, helping sales professionals break through the noise. 
okay, that makes sense. And then I even refined it even more and said, helping sales professionals prospect by breaking through the noise, right? Breaking through the noise through prospecting, right? I continuously changed it, but you have to figure out for you what's that headline. So I think I've said that enough, but you guys get it. Change your headlines. If you just have BDR, SDR, TDR, AE, BE, I don't really, I don't care what it is. Like I would change that, right? So Sam, thanks for putting examples. If y'all have examples, by the way, as you're listening to me, throw them in the chat. Like I can, I can tell you if it's good in real time, right? If you're picking up what I'm throwing down here, uh, put it in the chat and more than happy to talk about it. So helping companies with modern IT infrastructure. I think that's a great start. Now there's probably something more granular that I don't know because I'm not in that space, but this is a great start. Uh, Sam, what I would also recommend is think about, um, I'd think about ways to maybe elevate the word helping because a lot of people use the word helping, but helping is a good start is what I'm saying, right? Uh, so that's a key there. I see some more coming in. Uh, bringing the three pillars of hiring success to companies at scale. That's really interesting. I don't even know. Like the thing is, that's interesting and unique because I'm like, now I need to figure out what are the three pillars? I don't know. So now I'm intrigued. So now I'd probably connect these and figure out like, what are the three pillars? Like, what do I need to know? Right. And right now, as people are layoffs happen, we know there will be a pendulum swing where people will look to hire again. So what are those three pillars? Like, Hiring at scale, like that's interesting, right? Let's just go through a couple since y'all are throwing them in here. Help sales leaders make their training focus on revenue. I think you could, I think you could make that a little bit more granular because all sales leaders are focused on revenue. So, so maybe it could be a little bit more granular. Like maybe it's like make their discovery training or maybe their prospecting training. Maybe if you could get more granular on the training part on revenue, you could maybe focus in on there or maybe focused on, you could be like, Helping sales leaders make their training focus on discovery more impactful. Maybe you can focus on a certain component of training, but I think that's a good start. Creating transparency, connection, and opportunity to modernize the public sector. I like that. I think that's pretty solid, right? I think people want transparency in the public sector. I don't know. I'm not in it, but that makes sense to me. Connection, opportunity. I actually like that. I think that's pretty good. Let's just keep them coming. I'll just keep talking about them. Supporting banks to reduce Supporting, let's see what here. Oh, supporting banks to reduce voice communications, risk, and legacy costs. I like. I, I don't. That just that just sounds interesting to me. Like, I think I like that. Everyone wants to reduce risk and cost, right? Reducing is a good word there when you have cost and risk. So I like that. I'll just let the team keep putting them up because I'm calling them out, and they're like, "What's Morgan calling out next?" Um, okay, helping the world of value stream management, find the best software. So I would stay away from like best software or leading software. Cause everyone says that. So maybe kind of like distill that down, like helping, helping the world of value stream management. I don't think finding the best software is not it. Maybe it's like helping the world of stream management and then maybe insert like how you solve it, like helping the stream management have more efficient systems. I don't, I'm just making something up. I don't know your product, but I wouldn't say like find the best software. I would kind of talk about like something a little bit different there. Cause I think when people think about best or elite, they like kind of turn off. So maybe there's another word for that, but that'd be my recommendation. Um, let's see. Okay. Find the right platform. Okay. I, I'm just kind of going back to Robin. You put it back in there. I like that, but let's stay here. Making maybe making public sector sales outreach more impactful. Hmm. 
I like the word impactful. Maybe it's making public sales sector outreach and, and kind of go with where I'm going here. Making public sales sector outreach creates more impactful conversions, right? Because more impactful is relative. It can mean a lot of different things. So you want to figure out what is impactful. Impactful conversations, that actually might be more like making public sector sales outreach create more impactful conversations. I think you could play with that one, but create more sales conversations or create more sales conversions. That's more so like what you're looking at there, right? So that's that piece. I'll take I'll take like two more and then we got to There's like more content. So, but this is good. I like that. We're, we're, we're like getting in here. Unleashing the power of your people. I'm assuming this is like an HR tech. I could be wrong on this, but I'm assuming that's what it is. See, I like this one, but could it be more? Or is this it? Unleashing the power of your people. Um. So I like this. I'm thinking, could there be more? But I think this might be enough. I think one thing that you could do is instead of unleashing, maybe unlocking. And I could kind of tell you why I put unlocking, because you think a lot of people right now are they have leaders or people or that are kind of like locking them into being them, their true selves. So maybe it's unlocking the power of your people, kind of put it that way. But either or like that's semantics, like I like this. So we'll go with that. Let's get one more and then let's move on. And I'll try to get some at the end, but I want to get to the content. Um, transforming B2B commerce through data. I'm pausing because I, I so I like I like the I like the word transforming, right? You know it's through data. Could you add like no, I don't think you need to talk more. I, I think that I think that is fine, right? Because I'm assuming you are giving people insights and data insights through B2B commerce and you have a data platform that's solely focused on B2B. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's what it means. So I think that's fine. Um that's <laughs> not great. No, I just, I think there's more that you could add to like, so transforming B2B commerce through data, maybe it's like buy, maybe you could add a little bit more like through data buy, but I, you can't give that away. I don't think so. That's why I'm like, kind of like, it's, I think it's fine. I think it's good. I think you could add something before through data, or maybe it's something after the data. And by the way, this feedback is in real time, y'all. So I'm giving you the most accurate feedback I can. Uh, but take everything that I'm saying and just like play with it. I mean, we, we kind of went rapid fire there. So hope that was helpful for some people. But the thing is now, right, let's talk about the next phase of this. So you have your headlines. It sounds like a lot of you are already thinking about this, right? So every single person here that's on this webinar today, you should be changing it after this, right? Now that you heard me. The about section, I'm going to go over this really quickly. And this is very straightforward. Like when it comes to the about section, y'all, you could do whatever you want. I like to think of it as a hero's story. So you'll see how I wrote this in a mostly first person. This is what I've done. This is what my journey. You don't have to take it to this length. These There's really only like three things that I'd recommend for you to do. So you'll see right here, I, it says what I do, right? So that's what I do. And this is a work in progress right now because there's a lot of things that I'm working on and changing. But what I do is something that you want to do there, right? That should be in your post. Hey, what do I, in your about section, what do I do? Then the second thing is core values for success. What are your core values for success? People want to see that. And the third thing is, and it's not in here in the screenshot, but I just say like, how can you contact me? 
those are like three critical elements. The the story before, that's kind of like my hero story. Like, hey, like this is what I've done. This is where I came from. This is what I'm doing now. But in your about section, what I do, core values for success, how do people can reach you? That's about all you need. Okay, so you're set up. We got our headline. There's the last thing that I want to point out here. So you'll see, I use this example of my previous YouTube channel. So I told y'all I've been creating content for a while. 2016, you see it right there. Something that most people don't do is you can actually add media to your job description. Do not sleep on this. So right now, if you are a sales leader, SDR, an AE, I don't know who all we have in there in the room. One thing that you can do is add in your customer story. So this is just an example. I had endorsements when I first started. All these people on here, you know, I'm really good friends with or have worked with them in some capacity. But look at your job, look at your job description right now. Look at you as an SDR, an AE, or a sales manager. So what you want to be able to do there is add in your media. Okay, what what case studies have you done? What testimonials do you have, right? Start adding that in there so you can start getting some results. Okay, content deployment. And I see some questions rolling in, so I'll, I'll actually get to that because we're still on the profile, so I'll answer this as I answer this part. Content deployment. How do you post content consistently? So this is just an example of different content that I posted. You'll notice that this content is a little bit outside of the box than what I typically post for sales. So you'll see that like I've been messing around with like Donatello, Peaky Blinders. I'm re I'm really just running tests now. I I know it works, but I also like testing new things. My point in showing you all this is that over time you can start getting into a motion when you're creating your content where you're posting every single day. Now, I don't recommend you to post every single day coming out of the session. If you feel so inclined to go do that, like by all means, like do your thing. But for the most part, like I'm really just focused on, okay, how can I post like once a week? Then go like, how do I do twice a week? Three times a week, every single day, right? It just depends on how you're going about it. But this is just showing you how to post consistently I have different frameworks that I go, I have like questions I ask. I'd say unpopular opinions. I share my thoughts. I share a one-liner like, hey, sending videos is underrated. Like these are just different things that I do to show people the different content and the context. But let's put David's question back up here because it is relevant to what we just talked about on the LinkedIn profile. So I want to be able to answer it. Okay. Using the name pronunciation audio feature, like if you have a hard name, then you can obviously use it for that. But what I use it for, or what I'm going to use it for, because I'm going to change mine, is just a quick introduction of like what I do and seeing if people are interested. So you might be like, it's kind of what it is, is it's amplifying your headline. So you might be like, let's just go back here to a couple of ones we talked about. So, hey, my name is Morgan and I help unlock or I help I, un I unlock the power of your people through our whatever the platform is. And if you're open to chatting, let me know. Otherwise, talk to you soon, right? What it is, is it's just an amplification of your headline. If you wanna add a fun fact in there, by all means. I think the one I had before was like, hey, this is Morgan. Uh, I post content daily here on LinkedIn and you'll see, I also do sales coaching and sales training if that's something that might be a need for you. And a fun fact for me is I've met Michael Jordan person. Boom, I'm out. So that's like, the way that I phrase it. So it's, here's my headline. Here's, well, here's me. Here's my headline. Here's a fun fact. That's like the formula. Here's who I am. 
here's my headline, fun fact. And you can just run that. And if you have different examples, by all means, do your thing. But that's the way I'd go about it. Okay, engaging with your network. So I'm going to show you all different examples of once you start posting content, how to engage, right? And if anyone has any questions as I go through this, like I said, throw it in the Q&A in the chat. We're going to get to it, but you'll see what I'm doing here. So engaging with your network. This is an example of a comment that I left on someone's post. And they were, they were talking about how to ask a certain question in discovery. So what you want to be able to do is this is just something to write down every single day. I'd pick like five to 10 people that you want to engage with. This will take you about 20 to 30 minutes to engage and write thoughtful comments, right? Don't be like, I agree. Or like, sounds good. Like you don't want to be that person. Like you see here, I said, Hey, I use it all the time as a style thing though. Sometimes I might even ask a question, but in this post, I didn't need to. So just taking the time to provide a comment will allow you to increase that engagement there. And then if we continuously go through the different examples here, you'll see the different ways that I engage in my community. So commenting is one. Two is I ask people questions. Now, let's see this post on the left. Look at the engagement on this. What, 200, what, 209 comments here? So I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about gaming. What's your favorite sports game? Boom, people went crazy here, right? And I want y'all to notice something else that I do that you could pick up a tip on is I put additional comments in the comments. So look what I did. I posted the post, right? And then I had about 200 comments, which is pretty solid. And then in the comments, I said my answer. So I didn't give my answer in the post. I gave the answer in the comments and look at what happened here. I had 15 replies off of the comment inside of the post. Do y'all see what I'm doing here? Do you understand how like this can be like very like in creating engagement? I'm posting something and telling people what, uh, hey, here's my opinion on something. It doesn't have to be gaming. This is a test that I ran. It could be anything around your industry when you're curating. So you can make it super simple. It could be around topics that you already talked about. Then in the comments, I'm saying, hey, here's my answer. And then now we have a conversation in the comments. So that's a post model that you can take here on the right. I have a newsletter and inside of the post, I put my newsletter so people can engage with me further if they want to. So three different ways to engage, right? I'm commenting on people's posts. I'm asking my audience questions, community questions. Then I have a comment inside of the post, right? To engage with these people. And then I also have a newsletter inside of my post as well if they want to engage further. Tons of different ways I'm engaging. So iterating, you'll notice that I have the post that I put up earlier and I have two different pieces here. So one thing I've been testing on LinkedIn, if you follow my content has been, let's do like short form posts, like, like tweet style posts. Let's just see how they work. So I did one that was like, Sending videos in the sales cycle is underrated. And then I did one that was just like funny because I, I don't like hope all as well in cold emails. <laughs> I do not. And if you follow me, you know that. So you'll see here, I put good afternoon to everyone. Okay, whoa, okay. About 400 likes here, 148 comments. Okay, this is something that I probably should do more of, right? Sending videos in the sales cycle is underrated. Okay, solid engagement, but maybe... I need to expand more on why, 
maybe that's why I didn't get as much engagement as I normally would like to get, right? Which is cool. But now I know that this something like this, I probably won't do. Something like good afternoon, I'm probably going to do more of this because clearly people like it. So again, this is just something to think about, everybody, is how can you iterate, A-B test, try out different things so that when you're posting, you can find the things that you really like doing that lead to success. And also be willing to try out things that you're like, I don't know. Like there's posts that I do pretty frequently and I'm like, I actually have no idea how this is going to go down. This could be an abysmal failure, but I need to test it to see if that's going to be the case. And sometimes I realize, oh, it's not. This actually went really well. Or, well, okay, this actually went poorly. <laughs> like, And you have to be okay with that, right? It's the same thing in sales. If you trust, test out a new email or new cold calling framework, it might not go well, but it might go well. We don't know. So that's why we're testing it out. So far, everybody can get the, ba the, the baseline of iterating and continuously doing things is important. So that's it. I wanted to leave about 20 minutes left, 15 minutes left for questions. Uh, and I want to kind of wrap up here as we go to questions, because I know a couple of people probably have some more things. But you'll see that the four levels of deployment here are number one is your creator, creator setup, how you deploy the content consistently, how you engage with your audience, and how do you iterate that moving forward. Those are the four things that you can focus on to become a better sales creator, why it's important, and how you can start doing it today. So hopefully you all enjoyed this content. Hopefully it was helpful. Uh, for the, all of you out there, uh, give us give us some love and a shout across the board. Uh, if you found this to be helpful on LinkedIn, tag me if you did find it helpful. But now we're going to go into Q&A. Throw your questions in the chat. Throw it in the Q&A. If you all have something you want to talk about, now is the time. And again, hopefully everyone found this to be helpful on the content piece. So we're going to go into some things. Headline, taking brands global by expanding their international e-commerce presence. I like that. I think that really tailors right across the board on how you want to go about that. Now, nu nuance, you're you're saying taking brands global by exp uh, by expanding their e-commerce experience, you a presence, you could take out probably international because you're taking you're saying taking brands global. So you're already saying international, but that's semantics. I have to say at the end of the day, like this is really good. So I would ride with that headline. Victor, can you give me a little bit more? What, what exactly do you mean by this question? Have you transitioned from your engagement to the sales piece? Like, how do I like selling them? Is that what you're saying? I'm just trying to understand, making sure I'm understanding your question. Okay, cool. That's what. Okay, that's what I was just trying to understand. Okay, so the thing is, it's going to be different across the board. Like, some of this is a long-term game to be very transparent with. It's not going to be you post something, someone likes it, and you immediately sell them. Like, it's not always going to be like that. Let's just let's just make that abundantly clear. Sometimes it'll be a long-term game for people to engage across the board and wanting to make sure that, you know, you can build that relationship. What I will say is, and been doing this for the past couple of years, is when people engage with you, you start a conversation. So the best way to think about this is you start conversations to get the conversion. You're starting conversations to get the conversion. So what I mean by that is, when people like my post or they comment on it, they they have now basically opened the drawbridge to be like, hey, I want to talk to you. So what I'll do is I'll just follow up with people and say like, hey, thanks for the comment on this. Like, 
and I'll ask a follow-up question. Now, I can't give you an exact question because everybody's comments different. But what I also do is based on the post that I'm posting and they liked it, it's obviously something that I could potentially be selling. So I will follow up with people who like the post and say, hey, thanks for liking the post if it's someone who could be a potential buyer and ask them, what do they like about the post, right? If they didn't add a comment. So then now I'm starting a conversation and then ultimately, Victor, that does turn into me getting into conversation or ultimately selling them. And each conversation I have is going to be different, right? But what I do is I spark a conversation with somebody and then I flip it and then I send them a video or a voice note. And this is just me. Everyone's different. You can do the same thing. But I do a video or a voice note and say, hey, like notice that, you know, one of the things that you've been talking about is cold calling and notice that you like cold calling. Here's a couple things that you're doing. Like, just so you know, like I provide sales training and I think it might be applicable to have a conversation on this. Like, what do you think? So, Victor, that's the way that I'm moving people from engaged to inevitably selling them the product is they engage with me first. I started our conversation in the DM and that DM then leads into a conversion. But I'm not hopping in and saying, hey, so you like the post. Let's let's schedule a meeting. Like <laughs> I'm asking a question first that then allows me to get to that point that I'm trying to get to. So that's the key there. Per your mention of the curating, is it is best to link to the post you comment on so that people can also read it? Yes, absolutely. So you could do it two ways. You could put the com you could put the link to the post inside. Well, you could put the link to the blog inside of the post caption, or you could have it as a comment and you could pin it so people can engage from there. Depends on how you want to do it. But what my answer to that question is, yes, I would absolutely provide the link so other people can go read it as well. And then that just shows, again, you're just giving back to the community because it gives them something to read. And now you're seen as a source of information for that person. Okay. This is actually a really good question from David. So who, who here is going to do some post event posting? Put a one in the chat. It won't hurt my feelings if you don't want it's cool but i'm actually just curious who's actually gonna do some post event posting here right who's actually gonna do this now and if you're not it's cool but i'm gonna give you this tip and i'm gonna tell you how to do it and then also as well how it can be like beneficial right moving forward because you posting about events will bring in people as well it will give people context it will help people learn and it's also just a good best practice to know what you want to get out of each event because it's going to help you be more impactful right you spent you know we spent almost an hour here today so you don't want to come out of an event and be like oh like that was a cool event i feel good and you don't do anything that's the biggest waste of time <laughs> it's the biggest waste of time spending an hour in an event you felt good and you do nothing like i don't want that for y'all so essentially here's the way that i think about post event posting and how i go about it so there's Four stages to this, if y'all want to write this down. Four stages of how I do most of it post event posting. And when I go to like in-person events and I recap them, you'll if you see my posts, you'll see them in the next, you know, a couple months as I go to different events, I give a breakdown of this. It's the same exact thing. So number one is what was the re like what was the reason that I went to the event in the first place? And that could be like identifying a struggle or a problem or something that I or an opportunity. So here's the reason why I went to this event, right? Maybe I'm not good at creating right now. Maybe I'm, I'm creating, but I want to get better. Maybe I don't believe in content creation. So I needed maybe someone to tell me to do it, whatever, right? That's number one. So I talk about like, what's the reason I'm doing this in the first place? Number two is I say, okay, what did I learn during this? 
And again, y'all know what I'm going to say. Three. Three is the easiest thing to remember. I've done thousands of sales trainings and sales coaching sessions. I found that by saying three things, it was easier for people to remember, easier for people to execute, made it, made it all like great. So three, what are the three things, right? What are the three things? Makes it really, really easy for people. These are the three things I learned. Then the third thing is, what is the thing that you're actually going to do first? So you might be like, here are the three things I'm going to do. Here's something that really stood out. Here's what I'm going to do right now. And then the fourth thing is you invite the audience to be like, what out of these three things, what would you, what do you feel like you need to do? So you see how that really creates massive engagement and you all, and you also hold yourself accountable. So I'll go over that one more time. Number one is what was the reason that you're going to this event in the first place? I was struggling. I felt like I needed to get better, whatever. Two is what are the three things I learned? Three is, okay, what is the thing I'm actually going to do? And then four is inviting your network to say, what is something that they saw on your post that they would actually go do? So now you can hold yourself accountable. So David, did I help answer your question? Hey, there we go. Awesome. So Brad, are you doing all text? Do you have any guidance on when and how to use imagery? So that is a fantastic question. I do not do all text. Those are texts were just my examples there. I do all sorts of different content. I'm actually more of a video person than anything. I love using video. It's something I'm going to start doing more. Again, I took a step back. It was trying different pieces of content, but typically I'm a video person. But if you look at my last post, Brad, and I don't know, I may be able to share my screen so you maybe you'll be able to see it, but my last post that I literally just did, because I'm testing out some new things here, is actually a imagery post with a, with a listicle. And a listicle basically is like, here are the things you need to do, da, 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 right? It's kind of like a list. So let me see if I can, oh, I actually can do this. Hold up. Let's see here. We might, we might be able to, hey, here we go. Here we go. I actually can share my screen. Okay. So you'll see, you'll see what I did here. Let's see if I can zoom in, but y'all will see, right? Let me get this messed up the way. Y'all see that right here. I have, okay. Want to be 1% listicle and notice what I did here, right? Am I missing anything? So now people, I'm inviting the audience to join me. So you'll see right here, 39 comments, three reposts, posted about an hour ago, pretty solid. Uh, but again, this is a new test that I'm doing. You'll see I added in my newsletter there, but that's like where I'm using imagery plus a listicle. So to give you context, this, this post, by the way, is something that like I posted like months and months ago, but now I was like, let me add a picture. Let me see if there's a difference. So I'm always playing with different pieces of content that I've done in the past. So I don't feel overwhelmed. Uh, I do not use the SSI index. I think it's a complete waste of time in my opinion. It doesn't really give you, it doesn't really help you with really anything. I think it's, a, I just think it's a waste of time. So if you want to use it, awesome. I don't really care for it and it doesn't really matter to me personally, but if you want to use it, go do your thing. I just, I don't really find any relevant use for it. Okay. It looks like everyone has asked the questions that they're looking to ask. I appreciate y'all showing up Again, different piece of content than we normally do here on these webinar series. However, uh, everyone, thank you for joining. And if you have any additional questions, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I gave you all the breakdown on how to, 
how to do a post event post, she should be there. Uh, yeah, feel free to hit me up on uh, connections if you have any further questions. But again, we appreciate y'all. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this event. Hopefully the content was helpful and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Cheers.